Mountains Territory tales the stories behind the people and places that make Oregon's Mountain Territory so unique and special. We have a great show today. I'm joined by my guest host, Molly Johnson, who as always is our exuberant bundle of energy, despite suffering a slight cold. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but we, have a, we do have a really fun show today because it's a very exciting topic, one that is always entertaining with a guest who is also a bundle of personality. So I'm just going to kind of <laughs> sit back and just, you know, not shine. Well, I let him do it. But Molly, why don't you introduce our guest? All right, everyone. This is Andrew Edwards. He is the executive director of the Lakewood Theater Company and Lakewood Center for the Arts in Lake Oswego. Thanks for coming on today, Andrew. Well, thank you, Molly and Jared. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Yeah. And I, I have two things I want to focus on today. And we talked about this before the show, but one of the fun things about people who are involved in the arts, I was... I, I was a musician back in the day. Um, you know, we hung out with a lot of the theater people as well. And there's there's always that moment where you look back at history and go, that, that is what I want to do with my life. And, and there's always such passion with it. So the first question today is, what was that moment for you? What, what happened? What was going on when you just, what did you see that made you go, this is awesome. I want to do this. Well, actually, I was in college. I had done um, some music work when I was in high school so I always did music things for musicals or special events but it wasn't until college that I had uh, an opportunity to actually work in a stage production and they were called the freshman plays appropriately when you're a freshman and it was an exciting opportunity pretty much everyone who auditioned got into these plays there were (laughs) more than 50 or 60 freshmen and so they had eight or nine different plays. So you got an opportunity to work with a a director, an upper-class person who was a a director. And I really enjoyed it. It was very creative. It was fun, very challenging, very different to actually be on the stage as opposed to watching what was going on in the stage. And so it just did a creative spark for me and got me interested in theater. What was that first show? Uh, The Ugly Duckling. (laughs) And uh, I um, uh, did it with a a young lady, and uh, it's it's a coming-of-age play, uh, original play, and it was was great fun to do. Uh, Lifelong Friends and cemented a partnership with with, uh, the director and the department, and they helped actually... Uh, project for me what my future would be in my employment so it was great that's such a fun moment when when just everything seems to fall into place and you yeah. see that path forward yeah. that's always an exciting moment for anybody but again especially with in the arts what i enjoyed about it was um this particular professor talked about the theater not as a specialist but he liked the term theatrician huh. and i thought well, well what does that mean and he explained that in the theater, it's really important to have an understanding of all of the roles in the theater, not just on the stage, but in lighting, in costuming, in set design, in painting, in promotion, selling the tickets, um, creating everything that goes into making a theater production. So all of the members in the department, which I then became one uh, and a major, although my I can remember my mother saying, make sure you have another major just in case. (laughs) Um, We would do virtually everything. And it gave you a better appreciation of how the product comes together. 
um, you're not then prone to say, oh, well, uh, that can't happen because I only do this. You have mutual respect then for someone who's the stage manager or the wardrobe mistress or the prop master. Any of those jobs requires a lot of creativity and teamwork, and you appreciate that much more, I think. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, no, that makes a lot of sense because, I mean, there are so many moving parts, Mm -hmm. and and I guess probably one of the signs of a truly good stage production is you're not aware of those. Correct. It's like a baseball team. When you're out there on the uh, watching the game, there's nine players on that team. They're all working together. And in a theater production, all of those creative elements have to blend with the director's vision to make that experience seamless that you are not aware. If you go out singing the costumes and set, there's something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, and the... It's interesting that your, your first experience was the, the Ugly Duckling because there are some really fascinating adaptations of that classic mm-hmm. children's tale. And, and actually, uh, my daughter's first experience in theater was a derivative of that story, Honk, which, <laughs> which is, again, you yeah. know, a fun show, great thing for kids. But it really does have just this great message in it that I think is something that a lot of people today could probably, you know, use to see. They, they, could, they could use the lessons from that story. Oh, definitely. Well... Theater is allegory. I mean, most of the things, I think that's why we enjoy live theater, because it's immediate and anything can happen. But it allows you for a moment to live someone else's life or to experience perhaps some things you wouldn't necessarily think about and or allow yourself to do. So for a few moments in time, you're in a whole different life. And to me, that's very exciting. It's when you're reading a book and you're immersed in the characters. That's stimulating as well. But when you're with an audience, you can actually feel them. If you're a performer, uh, audiences aren't always aware of this, but performers can feel you. There's an energy there. There is. And they can feel you breathe. They can feel that moment when you're with them, especially if it's suspenseful or if it's comedic. Obviously, people laugh. But we don't always, as an audience, aren't really quite aware of how the actors feel. And that is a symbiotic relationship, and each performance is slightly different because of that, which is exciting to me. That's very creative. Well, that being the case, what is your favorite uh, role to ta- type of role to take to get that reaction? Are you into comedy? Or are you into drama? What's your favorite type of role to... Well... <laughs> I'm from New York originally, and some people might say I'm a bit sarcastic in a humorous sort of way. (laughs) Um, I love comedy because it's so unpredictable, and the things that make people laugh is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Everyone comes from it at a different angle or cultural perspective. Not everything is funny to everyone at any one point in time. And a lot of that has to do with our culture. Where are we now? What do we really think? What things are taboo? What things aren't taboo? What can you really laugh at? It seems there are a lot of things now that are off the table as to what you can laugh at now. And that wasn't the case 10 or 15 years ago or 20 years or 50 years ago. So comedy is, is hard. Dying is easy. <laughs> <laughs> as easy as falling off a log. Yeah. I actually love the comedies, too. My parents are have been season ticket holders for Portland Center Stage for mm-hmm. decades, so um, I got to go see a lot, and my favorites were always the comedy. And I, I think, as you just mentioned, what's taboo, um, I think comedians 
comedy um, presentations actually help push you to still talk about the things you're not allowed to talk about. And so I really, I really value the comedies. Those are the ones I always love. Like, I want to go to that one. <laughs> but still, you know, there's so many different types of theater. Like um, I just had seen um, a production of Madama Butterfly with Portland Opera. Okay. And it's very melodramatic and very <laughs> intense. Um, it was so fascinating to feel that tension in the audience as the opera concludes and what happens to her when she realizes that all is lost. Oh. You could feel Spoiler the Spoiler alert. You could feel, the, well, yeah. <laughs> 1904, I think it, people know the right, story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Puccini's music is, of course, glorious, but how it captures the audience, it's, it's melodramatic yet very romantic at the same time. Um, it's just a way to transport yourself in the theater, in music, or in dance. I just find that fascinating. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, you know, the same way with comedies, too. As I mean, Molly will attest, I'm fairly sarcastic, snarky, and <laughs> I try to laugh at everything all the time myself. But comedy is great, as what Molly said, at looking at the issues of society in a way that can make you a little more comfortable to talk about it. Because you, when, when you laugh at something, it becomes a little less scary, and now you can talk about it. So there's that benefit. And then the, the benefit I really like is it also serves as a great escape when you're trying to not think about the things in the world that are just the way things are in the world right now. So comedy helps you with cope with those things in so many different ways. Yes. Yeah, I think if you laugh each day, you feel better. You do. Laughter is the best medicine. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Let's talk a little bit about the theater itself, though. Sure. Now, you are, as we as we learned beforehand, the, the director of almost all things arts in Lake Oswego. <laughs> no, well, not hardly. <laughs> but thank you for that. But, I mean, there's a phenomenal art scene in Lake Oswego, both performing and in visual and in, 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 you know, sculpture, painting with it, the, and the mm -hmm. gallery without walls. There's so many great things happening in Lake Oswego. And then the theater itself is a phenomenal source of entertainment, mm -hmm. but... Y'all got experience with this. I mean, this thing has been going on for a long time. It is. Um, uh, Lakewood Theater Company, which is the parent organization for Lakewood Center for the Arts, the Festival of the Arts, Lakewood Center Associates, Lakewood Gallery. Um, the theater started 67 years ago, so it's the uh, oldest continuously operating theater company in the Portland metro area. And, and I like what you're talking about with the um, center uh, concept of all of the arts that are going on, although I am not all arts, uh, Lake Oswego is. Yeah. And we have been working diligently to brand it as Lake Oswego, the city of arts, okay. because there are so many artisans who either reside or work in Lake Oswego, uh, painters, uh, musicians, uh, actors, designers, uh, the whole host of art is there. There's novelists. There's just a whole array of people that work in the arts that we are looking at trying to brand that a little bit more so that people have a sense that this is a wonderful opportunity for people to participate and or to enjoy the arts that are here in this city. Okay, let's talk about that for participation. Um, for anybody who of our listeners who happen to be in that local area, mm -hmm. um, obviously you draw from that from that local region for talent. So how does somebody get involved? Well, we do. And and sometimes people just assume, oh, well, that's just Lake Oswego. Um, Lakewood draws from a 60-mile radius. 
So we have audiences and actors and people who participate come from as far north as Longview, Washington, and as far south as Salem. Uh, we have people from the coast that take classes. We have people from the mountain that come in to do art exhibits and or participate. But more directly, how people get engaged or involved, any number of ways that they can, can do this. If you're more hesitant or reticent about it, you can take a class. Or you can see an exhibit, an art exhibit. Or perhaps it's your kids. What I like about Lakewood, it's... Its concept was, is very unique, and we're one of the, I think, the most unique art center in the state. We're based similar to a mall uh, concept <laughs> for the arts. Okay. And the idea is that there are anchor, the anchor is the theater, but we have other opportunities for people to come and see what's going on. Oftentimes, people won't necessarily go into an art exhibit just to go see an art exhibit. But with this mall concept, you may go see a theater production and say, oh, well, I didn't know there was an art exhibit here. This is interesting. Oh, I, I didn't know they taught classes. This is kind of cool. And or like maybe, a mall concept, you actually have shopping opportunities. We do. We have a, a resale <laughs> shop called Reruns that's staffed by our support auxiliary, the Lakewood Center Associates which is a phenomenal group of people. There's 165 ladies wow. that support the programs at Lakewood. And they staff what we call the rerun shop where people can donate items or put on consignment. And then the net proceeds from that help do capital projects at Lakewood or provide scholarships and or help us do capital improvements which are needed for access to the arts. They also help us with outreach projects with students that um, we can bring to the center or that we can take instructors to them. Right. So there, uh, that mall concept that as I was explaining is really kind of fun because it allows people to experience the arts in a non-threatening way. They may come for one idea or one exhibit and then see something else that intrigues them. Or their family member. Say, hey, did you know that they're doing these type of classes at Lakewood? Or, hey, you know, I just went to a luncheon or a banquet, and I didn't realize there was a theater in this building. Right. Even though we've been there for a long time, there's always people we're reintroducing and, and saying, hey, it's not just a, a building that looks like a school, which it <laughs> once was, yeah. but it's a, a thriving center for the arts. But Okay, it may look like a school, but it looks like a school from back in that era, right. which is 1928. awesome architecture. They don't build them like that anymore. No, they that don't. That building is beautiful. They don't, and the plumbing and the fixtures are all uh, needing to be redone, which we've <laughs> done. Um, we had, it's so funny you mentioned that, because we had one board member um, when we were requiring this building who said, you know, it's the only building we've paid for twice. <laughs> once by bond measure and once by tin cup. Um, because we actually collected the funds to buy this building from the school district back in 1979. So it's been quite an investment of time. It's fully paid. Everything works with the facility. It's about a $2 million uh, budget each year for our building and the programs yeah so and we run in the black which is good because primarily the people who utilize the facility and donors gifts grants and special projects that we run one of the really uh, interesting things that you mentioned <coughs> when we were on that tour last week is that you have a lot of uh, youth actors that seem to have even 
more extensive and impressive resumes than some of the adults who I uh, know. grace your stages and have been doing it for years. It's amazing. Um, well, we had talked to, um, a little bit about um, education. And in Oregon, it's so interesting to me because we've gone through so many phases of cuts for school systems, and they want to do the arts, but they just don't have the funding necessarily. So I think that, uh, a lot of the theater companies um, – have offered classes, which has been great because parents can now look in various parts of the region and find things that can help their their kids or their students learn new skills. And that has been great for all of the youth productions that we've been doing because then these young people come with experience, not just in schools, but with other theater companies. So we are seeing that. And we have a, a great youth program for our for our population. And as I mentioned earlier, people come from the mountain, come from the coast to take classes with us. We have yeah. more than 80 classes a term, wow. which is a lot of stuff going on at Lakewood. <laughs> it is. I was really impressed um, on the tour with your dance studio. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would love to take some dance lessons uh, just because I enjoy doing it. <laughs> I'd like to be better at it. Um, but you know, your, your dance studio looked beautiful and the classes looked so fun. And, and I like that you offer not only the shows, but the classes, as you mentioned, year round. Because you guys are on kind of the main the main drag there in right. like Oswego. Um, and so nearby you are just some fantastic restaurants and shopping experiences. <laughs> right. I mean... I mean, I go there for a special date night because it's so nice. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, people are down there. They are really close to all these opportunities to extend it from just dinner to dinner and a show. Right. The perfect yeah. date night. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is. Uh, Lakewood really has um, has embraced that and because Lake Oswego really has uh, flourished, I think, in the last 10 to 15 years, especially with the downtown core. And you mentioned we are on State Street, uh, 368 South State Street. And so we're very close to the downtown core. And the classes, as you mentioned, there's a whole variety. We do theater. We do acting and directing. We do television. We do dance and ballet. Um, we do special um, one-day seminars. We have one coming up on Richard the Third. Wow. Uh, so there's a Shakespeare, which ties in with the play <laughs> that we're doing, Shakespeare in Love, yes. which is in November and December of this year. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Lake Oswego, as we talked about becoming the city of arts, there's culinary arts. There's yeah. more than 13 to 15 restaurants in the downtown core. Many of them are only are new within the last few years, yeah. and it's a great experience. Yes, come date uh, night, great, absolutely. <laughs> you guys heard it here for, for yeah. heard it here first, folks. <laughs> date night, Lake Oswego. Yeah. Uh, for somebody who wants to get involved in some of those classes and maybe kind of work their way into the theater system, how do they go about that? Well, there's. Um, I would suggest that you go online, look at our website, and that's www.lakewood center c-e-n-t-e-r dot o-r-g and you can sign up for an email list you can sign up to be on our mail list um, and that's a great way to at least get the reminders of what we're doing and then just say you know i think i'm just going to try it come see a show come take a class um, if someone's having an event at liquid come take a tour take a look around it's what you want to do. And sometimes it's just taking that first step 
that gets you off the dime. It's it's very easy to go home and, okay, we're going to make dinner and that's the end of it. But, um, you know, call up a friend and say, hey, you know, let's let's go try this. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised and rewarded. You'll have a good time. And if you need further incentive to maybe get involved, maybe a good way is to go to the first show, see yeah. how awesome it is, or yeah. your first show there, right. see how awesome it is, and then get involved. As you mentioned, the next performance coming up is Shakespeare in Love. Right. So that, talk a little bit about that. Shakespeare in Love is, uh, is um, a stage adaptation of the movie that was done, I can't hardly believe this, 20 years ago. Seriously? Oh, my God. Yeah. No way. I thought it was like five. No, I I hate to tell you that. And it opens November 1, goes through December 8, and there are performances Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We do four nights uh, a week, and we do matinees. We also do um, something unique on on two Wednesdays during the run. We do a whiskey on Wednesday night and a wine on Wednesday night. And so we partner with either a winery or, um, in this particular uh, show, it'll be Owen Rowe. And um, for whiskey, we, we work with Trail Distilling here in, in Oregon City. Ah, good call. Yeah. Shout out to Trail and, Distilling. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there are samples. OLCC rules apply here. Um, but it's designed to attract different audiences. And it works. It's, uh, it's kind of fun. Hey, we'll go try a whiskey tasting and see a show. Or we'll try a wine tasting and see a show. Do you know? Well, I know you know. But are you allowed to say what's coming up after Shakespeare in Love. Oh, I'm always allowed to tell you all of our shows. I just want to make sure I have the, the list correct. In, in January, well, actually, one of the other things that we're doing in November, we're doing a youth guest youth production uh, called Frogtown Live. And if you're not familiar with that, it's a great opportunity to see professional actors and musicians talk about life in the frog pond. And it's um, a little metaphor. It's a metaphor for diversity. Oh. And um, the, sh- the music uh, carries you with jazz, rap, and uh, the blues. And there are different frogs that have different points of view and different opinions and different music. Mm-hmm. And that'll be playing on November 16 at 2 o'clock. And that's up on our website as well. But coming... Um, in December, we have holiday uh, youth shows to celebrate the holidays. We do Peppermint Bear, which is a, a holiday breakfast brunch type of theater where there's a, a story about um, these elves in the North Pole, and, and they always have an issue, and Peppermint Bear seems to be able to solve that issue. And there's always, a, a, at the end, a man in a red suit comes to make sure everything is okay. So it's perfect for mm. ages 3 to, to 12-ish. Um, it's a great opportunity for parents. It's a little under an hour. You can have coffee and a continental breakfast uh, and still have a great outing with your, your children or grandchildren or extended family. Sure. We also do, and we've been doing this now for almost 25 years, it's a, it's a play called The Best Christmas Pageant Ever. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you know this particular story, that, that opens in mid-December, December 13. And it's about um, a, a family called the Herdmans who learn the true meaning and spirit of what Christmas is. Yeah. And that's about an hour and 15 minutes. And it's a great show to take your family. One year or two years, we didn't do the show because we had brought in a special production of uh, a different musical, a holiday musical, 
and we had parents actually writing us saying, "Where, where is, where is the show?" Because yeah. we've actually had children of the children who've Aww. been in the production. Aww. That's so cute. Isn't that, isn't that kind of fun? You gotta love a tradition like that. Yeah, yeah. That. Well, I was in this as a child, so I want to make sure my child yeah. is in the production. That's, so that's I, I thought that was kind of cool. So sweet. Then in January, we're doing a, a production of Wait Until Dark, which is a, a suspense uh, thriller. So <laughs> I would encourage audiences to look at that. So talking way in the future, I'm just curious because currently you're, as you said, operating for 67 years. Mm -hmm. Is there anything special that you guys are looking at for that landmark 70th year? Oh, we are. There'll be plans. We're already in process, but I uh, can't tell you those things yet because we're still, stay tuned. (laughs) 70 will be a very big year for us. We'll have to have you back to promote that. Yes, there's going to be some surprises. That's exciting. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's let's wrap that up with uh, tell everybody again, uh, you know, website and everything, places sure. that they can go to find information, get involved, buy tickets, and so forth. Yeah, go right to our website. That's the easiest way, um, and that's www.lakewood-center c e n t e r dot o r g, or you can call our box office at five zero three six three five three nine zero one. Six three five three nine zero one, and we can sign you up for a mail list uh, if you call us, or you can go online and do that, and take a look at the productions and the classes and things that we're offering. Sure. We also have online our brochure called our Spotlight that comes out every other month, so it'll have the current one, but it'll also have a few issues in the past so that you can see the types of productions and classes that we offer. For sure. It's a good opportunity to see. Plus, uh, we have a news section which tells you about the special events. Mm-hmm. We just recently had a costume sale. Oh, wow. We're, uh, we're doing a fundraiser called Lakewood and City Lights. We're down at the Sentinel Hotel on November 16, where, we'll, where we will be celebrating the talent of, uh, of our actors, and uh, there'll be a special award for rising stars, and we have an auction, and it's a fundraiser for Lakewood. Sure. So we certainly would invite you to come and uh, attend that. that Sounds like it great. puts the fun in fundraiser. I hope. I, oh, good, so good one. I, I like work that. in marketing. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> so the other thing is, um, we, as I said before, this is all about learning more about the people behind the mm-hmm. places that make Oregon's Mount Hood territory so unique and special. And one way we do that is with a fun little game that we call Would You Rather. I, I always okay. wait for the reaction. And oh, I, I am okay. really looking forward to this one. Okay. But Molly curates five would-you-rather questions. Don't worry, there's nothing like, you know, too untoward in there or anything. It's just, just fun little things that make you think for a second and just kind of okay. have a little fun to close out the podcast. Sure. So with that yeah. said, Molly, would you please Uh-oh. present Would You would Rather? You rather. Yeah. And I am sorry. I am dripping out of my right. nose here, but I'll get through this. Um, w- Andrew, would you rather, if you had to give up one thing... For the rest of your life, <laughs> would you would you rather um, give up um, having breakfast? No. <laughs> or or would you rather um, give up your favorite clothing? Your favorite clothing item? Oh, breakfast! I, I believe me, I could I could afford to skip a meal. It would be <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but bacon. 
Ah, uh, bacon you can eat any time That's of the true. day. Can, can I have breakfast for dinner, or is it just that morning meal? <laughs> just that morning meal. Okay, okay, I can live with that yeah. maybe then. A little keto. Although okay. it's healthier to eat breakfast, but uh, I would do that. Okay. Probably not the way I do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, would you rather sew all of your clothes that you own? You have to sew them all. Or would you rather grow your own food? I would rather grow my own food because I am terrible at sewing. We had talked about being a theatrician, and the hardest job that I found was actually in costuming. You have to have so much patience, and <laughs> it is it is hard work. I have great respect for people in the costume department in the design part, so definitely I'd rather grow than sew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seriously, my mom still hems all my stuff because I haven't learned how to do it, so <laughs> I get you. <laughs> All right. Would you rather sing like an opera star or cook like a gourmet chef? Oh, I'd rather cook because I enjoy food. And I enjoy cooking because you can have so many different varieties of foods. And um, my fiance uh, loves the fact that I cook. That way she doesn't have to. And it's it's a great way to share, too. When you're cooking with other people around you, you talk about various things and... I just enjoy that a lot. Well, geez, you're going to grow your own food. You're going to cook like a gourmet chef. Uh-oh. So I'm not sewing. I'm <laughs> not, not making my sewing. own. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be known for your intelligence or for your good looks? Well, I don't have the good looks, so I'm going for the intelligence. <laughs> oh, <shut up>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Would you rather never age mentally? Or never age physically? Ooh. I haven't aged mentally, so I know what the answer is on that one. (laughs) Well, I I don't know quite how to answer that because um, I I kid people and say, I've decided I'm never going to be old. So uh, age is is partially mental, I think. And the more that you are actively in the game, the younger you feel and the younger you, you are. Um, now, I could be totally wrong on this, but I think aging is part of that. You try to be as young as you can be. It's easy to confuse that. So I guess the mental part, yeah. is, is that the answer? Yeah. No, that, that honestly, that is perfect because I've always said age is a state of mind. Yeah, it, and I until, think that, it, until it hits you in the face and, and <laughs> something happens to you. Right. Because we all have friends, I'm certain, that have issues in life, and you just try to be as positive as you can, and I think you feel better. Right, right. That's a great way to right. say it. Yeah. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. It's, it's really been my pleasure. It. <laughs> it's great to chat with you, Molly and Jared. I, yes. I hope, hope people come to Lakewood. Please come see what we do. We couldn't do it without our audiences and, and our support staff, as I mentioned. We have an incredible board of directors that help make all of this work, and Mount Hood Territory Partner is is invaluable to us. So thank you for providing this opportunity to learn about what happens in the territory. Well, well, it, yeah. It's an awesome asset. We love it. This and so I know lovely. you will love it if you go and attend. <laughs> so please make sure you go check out Lakewood Theater, see some fantastic plays, and always remember to keep listening to us as well on Territory Tales. We'll talk with you next time.